There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Diva. Hello, Divas. How are you? This is the Diva Podcast. If you're an LGBTQIA plus woman or non-binary person, this is your fortnightly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. Seems it's the year for big anniversaries this year. Whilst Diva turns 30, the superstar Beverly Knight turns 50. And as the divine singer-songwriter tells our deputy editor Nick Rosara in this episode of Pod Diva, she's the most confident she's ever felt in her life. She's a joy to listen to. With a recent Olivier Award and her new album, The Fifth Chapter, she has every reason to celebrate. After listening to this podcast... Dig into our extensive Pod Diva archive with more than 100 original LGBTQIA interviews to browse. Then go get yourself an actual copy of Diva magazine. It's the gorgeous one with Beverly Knight on the cover. We're excited to have you on board, Beverly. Pod Diva. Oh, I'm excited to be here. It's so nice. So Diva turns 30 this year and our first issue came out a year before the B-Funk. So like, as a publication, we know that like the challenges that come with nurturing like a long-standing career slash publication. Could you tell us about how you managed to nurture your consistent and successful career over the last few decades? Oh, I think the thing that has been the consistent element of what I do is the love of it. I do it for, for that reason. And everything else is a byproduct and they're fabulous byproducts. Don't get me wrong. Let's not even mess about here. You know, the the money and all of those kind of things and the perks and that. But you can't kind of get into this and think that that alone is going to sustain a career because it just will not. There has to be a much deeper connection. And everything I do in my career is based out of my love for music, my love for performance and my respect for it and for the craft and what it takes all the decisions that I make and I've, I've been lucky because I've been guided really well and I've got new management now who are really guiding me brilliantly have been based on what will keep me sticking around <laughs> you know what what will sustain the creative urge I have in me and how will that then enable me to have a few more years out of this. And that's how I've moved forward all the time. And for me, thank God it's 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 worked. I mean, I, I know lots of brilliant people who haven't had the same kind of consistency, even though they love music and love what they're doing and or just haven't got to the levels where I'm at. And then of course there are people who are way above me. I realize how lucky I am. And that also 
kind of feeds the respect that I have for my career and for just having any kind of, of longevity in music. I've been really, really fortunate. It's been good decisions and luck. But at the base of it all, if you just put the raw talent aside, it's the love. It really is the love of it. Love is very important, so I'm glad you have it in bucket lids. Um, <laughs> speaking of love, the LGBTQA community absolutely loves you. And I'd love to know like, how you feel about your status as a gay icon. <laughs> it's It kind of catches me out every now and again because it wasn't something I set out to be. It's not like, and today I'm going to be a gay icon. It was more... What's right is right. From the very beginning of my career, I drew a line in the sand of kind of people I wanted around me. How can I explain? From childhood, one of my closest friends from school, gay, I knew it. He he didn't. <laughs> I think he knew, but picked against it. And but I always knew it made no difference to me and him and anything. Going to uni, meeting all kinds of everyone, all kinds of members of the LGBTQIA community, who to me were just human beings. So when I came into the music industry. I guess my my circle of friends and who I moved with and everything was just an extension of that. I guess the allyship kind of came from me hearing and seeing things that I really, really hated. I remember early doors, I was supposed to play. It was like a, a festival that was happening on Clapham Common. Way back in the day, they used to always do events at Clapham Common. And it was kind of to do with, I think, part of the Pride umbrella, but not the main Pride. I don't think so anyway. It's a long time ago, 97 or something. Some members in my band just wouldn't do it because gay people. And I was mm. like, are you, are you fucking for real? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what, what century are we in, sorry? You know, and I just wasn't having it. So I sat the entire band, just sat. Everyone who felt that way, I sat them. No thought, no anything I was just I'm not doing this we're not playing this game and I am the last person to play it with because I'm not having it because for me what is right is right and then I guess I got really vocal about it <laughs> like I said I didn't mean to stand on a soapbox but I just got really vocal because I remember at the time I love my dance hall I love my raga I love my bashment but there was a real trend for a time where everything was attacking the gay community I stood up and said I'm not I'm not down with it I'm not having it and I got a lot of backlash for that but again for me what's right is right you know I was going to stand on the side of what was right as opposed mm -hmm. to go with the trend it made me a bit of a pariah for a while but <laughs> the world swings round and now look at the world now look I didn't set out to have some marketing campaign to be a, an icon for the LGBTQ community. That was for sure. It kind of happened to be that way. And it was weird that I found myself as this Black, British, female, soul, R&B singer in an island of one, <laughs> supporting and everybody flagging me off for it. But I, I just didn't care. <laughs> You've been consistent with like the love for your craft, consistent with your morals. So thank you. Yeah, well, like I said, why would I not be? Absolutely well said, thank you. You spoke about like your blackness there as well. What was it like entering the industry back then as a black woman and then what would you say it's like now? 
It was bloody tough because I came about when Britpop was just ex beginning to really explode. I was signed to a label that was famous and credible for releasing brilliant guitar bands. Some came under the umbrella of Britpop and, and some just didn't. Basically, what the British public was really into at that time was white guys playing guitars <laughs> and being quite morose and, you know, and I loved some of that music, but what I couldn't understand was that just because you love that didn't mean you had to see me as the enemy of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They loved the Britpop and I was the antithesis of that. So therefore, what I did was held in much less regard. And, and so I had to fight for it. Just had to fight. Being a woman, being black, it meant I had to fight. Because I was just not what the British, the British media wanted. The, the British public were a different kettle of fish. Those who were into R&B and soul music and, and that and clubs and that absolutely loved what I did. But they were such a small community against the behemoth of all the rest of the music industry. I came out at a time when you didn't hear R&B on the radio. You didn't hear soul music on the radio. Hip hop, you really didn't hear. I remember there was a strap line at the time, less rap, more chat that one particular radio station had. Now, my God, it's completely different. It's done a, a 180 degree turn, really. Now, all you hear is hip hop influenced music. Pop music is kind of, is R&B pretty much. You've got grime artists. I mean, the idea of grime 30 years ago blew my mind, you know, because they wouldn't play anything British. If they played R&B and, and, and hip hop or anything in that realm, it was from the US, didn't touch anything British. And now when I look, I see a plethora of British artists who are world conquering in this space. It was a pipe dream when I was coming through. And so I look at it now and I'm like, yes, these kids are doing the thing. And it's brilliant to see. We've always got a long way to go, you know, in terms of equality and, and race and all those kind of things, you know, people of colour behind the scenes, not just making the music. You know, we still need to make progress there, but it's a much better place than when I was coming through. It's very exciting to see how the world has changed in all different ways. It's radically changed, but there's more change to come. <laughs> Definitely. Your latest album, The Fifth Chapter, is the first studio album you've released since 2016. What was yeah. the creative process like compared to previous albums? I wanted an album that would celebrate me coming into a whole new era in my life. I am now officially one of the, the elders <laughs> in British music, certainly in urban music. I wanted to celebrate that because women at this age, 50 and beyond, were supposed to disappear into the background. We're supposed to lessen ourselves we are not the desirable ones you know it's always make way for what is new which is right but you can have both both can exist you can have mature women making great music and you can have younger people making great music why can they not coexist and traditionally we've always been told to stand back fall back 
I was like, I ain't falling back nowhere. I'm celebrating this age. I come into my second wind, my power. It's probably the most confident I've ever felt in my life. And I wanted to make an album that reflected that. And I wanted it to have some newness to it as well, whilst looking firmly where I'd been and to celebrate that too. To me, the music of celebration is disco, funk, and yes, soul music. It doesn't always have to be kind of sad and morose. So I wanted an album that reflected that joy. And we were coming out the back of a pandemic. Yeah. I wanted to celebrate life itself. So I turned to songwriters, as opposed to doing a lot of the writing myself, to help me to explore musically new areas, but also to inject that life that I wanted to, to put out there. And I'm glad I did. Diane Warren, Serban Kazan, you know, all these people, some are new, like Serban, and some are established, like Diane, who helped me to create something which I think made people sit up straight and made people go, oh, this is 50. Oh, this is how she's doing it now. Oh, okay. And it worked, so I'm thrilled. <laughs> it's a fabulous album. I feel what you said on Turning 50, and I'm glad that you're having a good time in this chapter. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> Amazing. The LGBTQIA community loves you and they also love Strictly Come Dancing and I loved your performance on Strictly last year. So it's a bit of a cheeky question, but I have to ask, would you ever consider competing on the show? Party. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Diva. Pot Diva. I have been asked literally by everyone. <laughs> I'm so busy music the acting is branching out into film and tv where the hell would I find time? I'm happy doing what I do and I'm happy watching it I know the whole point of it is to learn this new skill and I know I would be able to learn that if I went on the show but I, I'm a miserable dancer I, I'm I'm not Leighton do you know what I mean I'm not <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to put myself out there this skill in front of the whole nation I don't know and at the moment, I'm certainly far too busy with a million other projects. But it is a great, great show. And it is great to dip in and watch and see and see the progress and see people who are definitely not dancers when they started acquire this skill and get better. That's really cool. You spoke about acting there. I have to ask you, what was it like to portray a character who queer icon Whitney Houston famously portrayed as well? God, the bodyguard was so much fun. Hard work. Jesus hard all those songs night after night after night knackering but brilliant I loved playing Rachel because she was so she was such a diva and up her own ass in a lot of ways it's not just the story of how this bodyguard saves her life it's a story of how he humanizes her and I love that element of the story I reached into that and kind of leaned into that for my performance. I'm so glad because obviously that opened the door for everything else acting wise that has come ever since from the entirely fictional Rachel Marin to the very real Emmeline Pankhurst, you know, and delving into characters. It's, it's, a, it's wonderful. And I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that role because that was the first that I got to do. And it just set a ball rolling that has not stopped yet. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I really am. Amazing. I can't wait to see what roles you take on in the future. This interview will be featured in our February, March issue, which sees yes. um, LGBT History Month and also Women's History Month. So could I ask you some quick fire questions on, the, on this type of theme? Definitely. Amazing. So firstly, who are some women in history who inspire you? Oh, my God. Alice Walker, the author. What a wonderful woman. Maya Angelou, mum. What a mum in there. Meghan Markle. Bloody love that woman. Say what the fuck they want about her. I think she's amazing. I just love her strength. I know she's contemporary. She's not really history, but she'd be making history. I love her so much. Shaka Khan, Aretha. These women who fought for their careers and had to keep fighting. Whitney, you mentioned Whitney, another woman who I loved, who I wish could have lived the life that she really, really wanted to live because she'd still be here now, in my opinion. Dionne Warwick, because she kills me on Twitter. It's Twitter, it's not X, whatever, it's Twitter. <laughs> She's got the funniest lines on there. She's brilliant. God, so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can see your love for women just in your eyes. <laughs> I love women. Do you have any favourite queer musicians that you could list as well? Bloody Janelle Monet. <laughs> I love her so much. 
I'm a massive, massive Prince fan. Everybody knows I'm a massive, massive Prince fan. But to hear someone who has clearly come through in his slipstream, worky, sexy self, musically just so brilliant. Oh my God, I love her so much. So, so damn much. Tracy Chapman, storyteller extraordinaire. If she had only written Fast Car and nothing else, she'd be the goddess of all things. You got me going there. <laughs> the truth she tells and the simplicity in the way she tells it. She's an icon now. Jessie, oh my God, with red hair. What a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. And just seems to be having hit after hit after hit after hit. Emily Sande, I've loved since the first note. Since the first, huh? I've loved her. I'm proud to say she's a friend of mine. When she finally could come out has been her authentic self. I sent her this long weepy message. <sighs> I was just so happy for her. She didn't know who she was, but I saw her. And when she eventually saw herself, I could cry, honestly. I celebrated with that woman. I love her so much. Yeah, I love all of those people too. You spoke about Emily Sande. She performed at UK Black Pride and I know you've also performed at UK Black yeah. Pride before. What was this experience like as a performer compared to like other venues and events? Joy. Joyous. Being in a space with people who I identify so strongly with, at times I've been proud to speak for when it hasn't been easy for them to speak for themselves not saying I am some kind of leader or whatever, but just there are times where my platform allows me to be able to speak some truths to people who don't want to hear it, and I'm going to speak it anyway. I felt as though I was at home with family who I care so desperately for and could sing for. It was a reciprocal love. Just love it. Talking to Lady Phil and really wanted to to perform this year just gone, but timings just couldn't work out. So I hope I get a chance to do it this year. 2024 now, so I can say that. Manifesting it. <laughs> yeah, manifesting it. I really, really would like to do it again. It would gladden me. Sister Act, as much as I'm looking forward to it, it's gonna be brilliant. It is something of a wrecking ball, eight shows a week for six days and it's relentless. There's nothing else in the tank. You know, you need that day off to recover your voice. And if you do anything in the middle of it, it's like, you wreck yourself. <laughs> and then you've had like such an impressive career and you've done so much. Um, what would you say is the highlight of your career? I know that's probably a really difficult question. It's a tough one. Meeting and singing with Prince will forever be the most special Thing that's ever happened to me on a stage that was can't even put it into words there's been so many wonderful things in my career that I think is is the biggest thing for me could I also take you back to your childhood as well could you tell us a bit more about what that was like and also the moment you knew you wanted to pursue being a musician I always knew there was no time where I kind of went right this is what I'm gonna do. Thought of other things, no, and I've settled on music. I was always gonna make music. I knew that I wanted to make music 
forever as a career, probably when I, I was about eight to a nine. That was when I announced it to the world and to the family. But I always knew that was what I was going to do. I was a musical child. I'm a musical adult. I surrounded and immersed myself in music. It's everything to me. It, it's the greatest joy in my life. And I just wanted to do that forever for as long as I had the breath. Everything I kind of did in my childhood, music was an element of it, whether it was leading the choir at church, whether it was all the school productions, singing to my mates in the playground, singing to if my mom and dad had a gathering at their house. I'd end up singing to whoever was gathered, whether it was a party or whatever. I was always the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up your star sign actually and you're an Aries, so that's very accurate to astrology. But yeah. yeah. Your latest album is all about entering this next chapter of your life. What would you say to like your 20-something self? What would I say? Enjoy the process. Enjoy it. I was so... I had to fight, as I, as I said to you earlier, Nick, I had to fight for every single step forward in this career. And I think sometimes in my fight, I forgot to take a breath and look around me and just enjoy where I was. I definitely do that now if I had my time over. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful ride, but I spent so much time in the battlefield. I did forget the sun did shine on me too. <laughs> Great advice to your first self. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to address that hasn't been touched on or a final message? Just to say thank you to all the readers of Diva who have been amazing absolutely amazing to me and have shown me so much love didn't have to but just know that I will always be by your side in your corner standing with you until until the last stand amazing well said thank you so much thank you thank you so much <laughs> huge love to you bye bye Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every fortnight, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.